Hi, my name is Benjamin Wong, and welcome to Kid CEO, the podcast that inspires curious kids looking to start early in the world of business. This is Kid CEO. Last week, we looked at how some of the most famous businessmen handled crisis in their time. So it only seemed appropriate that this week, we look at some industry professionals and how they are handling the coronavirus pandemic. We will be joined in this episode by Courtney Allen, a middle school educator in Southern California, and Sharon Lee, a realtor for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, also in Southern California. To start off this episode, we'll be talking to Courtney Allen, who is a middle school educator and my former sixth grade teacher. How are you, Miss Allen? I'm good, Ben. How are you? Great. Thanks for asking. So, how has your life been changed by the coronavirus? Oh, where should I begin? <laughs> um, I think the biggest um, the biggest change for me is that. I'm not only just a seventh grade teacher at this point, um, I'm also becoming a supplemental second grade teacher and a supplemental fourth grade teacher for both of my kids. So life has changed pretty dramatically here from just where it was homework before. Now we're monitoring, working on schoolwork. Um, I have to learn how to teach them so that I can help them as well as be available to all my seventh graders that need me for their lessons. So that's a huge change that we have here. Oh yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, My little sister, she always comes to us for help with her homework now because her teachers can't FaceTime her. So we have to help her a lot. What are some opportunities you're looking for? Because I know that you have the adaptive learning process? Yes. What are the opportunities that you're looking for there? Well, um, being that I've been teaching now for, at the end of this school year, will be 15 years. And when I began my teaching career, technology was not what it is now. And I think in all of my years of teaching, I would have never, ever anticipated teaching like this. And I would have never thought that I could teach from my office or have to bring home as many um, supplies that I need so that I can teach all the kids appropriately. So the opportunities I'm looking for are to build my capacity as a teacher and to go beyond what I know how to do in the classroom and to learn in a different way just like all of you are learning. Um, I think I put myself into the student seat as well as the teacher seat on that part where I think your generation is so technology savvy and my generation was just beginning with the internet. So what I know how to do and I know how to get to what I need to do, I'm okay with and learning on a very different platform and teaching on a very different platform, I think is something that creates a big opportunity for me in education that when we come back from this, I'm hoping that I can do a lot more of this teaching even then too. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. How have your some of your students responded? Are they doing better with this online teaching, or have they started like slowing down academically? So it's it's it is a it's a little interesting, Ben, because some of them are um, getting their work done on time, and they are um, and not not that my students have a hard time turning in their work, but I am finding that certain students who maybe I, when it was paper pencil in the classroom, are doing more work or are finding it easier for them to do this. Um, It was kind of funny because yesterday in my Google Meet with my kids, I asked them, how do you guys like this? Are you ready for you to come back to school? And a lot of them had very mixed emotions, which I was kind of not surprised about. And um, whereas my own personal children want school to come back tomorrow. They're like, Mom, we love you, but we don't want you to teach us anymore. We want to go back to school. We want to see all of our friends. And I found that the seventh graders, um, they're okay with this kind of learning and doing it at their own pace and not feeling rushed and um, just being able to move in a way that's very technology for them. That's not as easy for me. Hmm. Yeah. If you had like the choice would you choose to do online teaching like over summer, like extra school? Would you choose to do on- online learning? Hmm, that's a good question. You know me. I love to I love to have all my kids in the classroom. I love to see all your faces. I love to have that conversation face to face. And I think there's a huge part of me that will never change. I think it's a huge part of me that of why I became a teacher to begin with. However, I have found myself in this last week thinking that maybe on the side, I could actually do some online teaching at maybe even a higher level, um, which would be which would be interesting and, and a different experience for me. But it is something I would totally consider. That's really, really interesting. Um, and I understand kids, they <clears throat> show that they... Uh, and I think enjoy school um, from face-to-face interaction because they can be with their friends, but to a certain extent, like college, university, even some like seniors in high school, they could definitely benefit more from online teaching just because it's so much more convenient and comfortable for them. I agree with you, Ben. I think that there are, I think there's going to be some pros and some cons to this style of of learning and teaching for everybody. Um, But I do think that one of the things that I will see is that for students who move at maybe, I don't wanna say a slower pace, but students who have that ability to to move at a different pace and for it to be online, um, I think we're going to see some pros for some of them. I think the thing that I'm going to have to make sure I do as an educator is support them. And if they need to have more Google meet times or they need to have zoom meetings with me um, or they need frequent emails or they need me to even call their home so I can help them. Those are things that as an educator, I'm going to have to be um, more flexible in doing and um, give them the, the support that they need. And I think some kids are going to be like, wow, this is awesome because I can get all my work done by 12 o'clock. Or, you know, they feel that they feel that, okay, I can go work and then I can go outside and play. And so 
I think we're going to see some pros and cons to this. And I think it's a whole new way of learning that I think a lot of people are, you know, it kind of hit them all at once and they haven't had time to process the whole aspect of it. Yeah. And thinking back maybe 20, 30 years ago, I don't think they would have ever even had the idea of this type of learning. So I think this is definitely something new. Um, and this is an experience for all of us, students, teachers, parents, to learn how to adapt to new environments. I completely agree with you, Ben. But changing subjects, um, in what ways have you positively taken advantage of this crisis, both as a parent um, or a teacher? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, because I was a new teacher to a new school this year, and not new to teaching itself, but to a new school, to new curriculum, seventh grade was new for me. I have spent a lot of time building my own capacity of teaching and understanding um, seventh grade, understanding middle school, understanding the students, you know, trying to understand where I fit in and all of that, that a lot of that has taken my time away from my own children and their learning. So what I have seen, although my daughter would probably argue with you at this moment, that a positive piece for me was actually being able to sit with them and do math with them, to read with them, to write with them, to understand their thinking processes a little bit more as a, as a student, and even to understand myself as a parent at this perspective of how can I be flexible with my own kids as well as my own students, which I think we all say we're flexible, but when we're thrown into a very chaotic situation of life completely flipped upside down, there is that, that time period that we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace and understanding where everybody's coming from. And so I think the huge positive for me was that I got, I get to be home with my kids and I get to actually experience their learning in a different way. And I get to see them being students um, and also how I can fit into that role with them. I think you just gave a great answer. And you can go on social media. You can even go walk on the street. And you can see how the, uh, I guess, quarantine, you could say, you can see families who are normally spread apart doing so many activities. You can see them starting to unite again and family bond. So I think your answer is there anything new you've tried since school has been let out? Well, Ben, I have never in all of my time of teaching ever done a Zoom or a Google meet with my kids. And so I've done it twice. And I have had so much fun um, seeing them in a different perspective. And they're in their homes. And I'm in my own home. And everybody's kind of showing each other their pets and kind of talking about what they're doing that's been giving them you know being positive for them and I, I've never done that I it's been new for me to incorporate um, and use slides uh, Google Slides in a very different perspective as well too so I think that the 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 positivity and the learning new of the technology where I did find myself Ben, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was thinking about um, some new teachers that I work with, 
and they're so much more tech savvy than me. And I'm okay with that because I know, I know who I am. I know where I am. I know what I can do. I'm not afraid to learn technology, but I do, I do see that, that gap, if you will say, between what I know how to do, what I'm comfortable doing, and what newer teachers who I just find I can learn so much more from them. And so I think a huge thing that's new for me is trying all these new things and actually asking more questions of teachers who are more comfortable doing this so that they can help me. So that's something that's pretty big. Yeah, and many people argue how the quarantine like reduces social interaction, but I could even say the opposite. It actually increases um, human interaction. From my own experience, I began texting a lot of people, FaceTiming people. From your experience, you've had to um, interact with other teachers that I guess you wouldn't normally interact with and online. And it's actually giving us a newer opportunity to just um, talk and discuss with greater amounts of people. I would agree with you um, totally, Ben. It's, I am very much a person who loves to talk with people. I love to communicate. I love to socialize. And um, I think it's hard to not be in person. And I am seeing that with my own children, they're sad. They don't get to, they can't be with their friends. They are missing them quite a bit. So there's that piece of me that has to make sure that um, they're getting their schoolwork done, which is all online. And then on top of that, they want to interact with their friends, which is all through social media. My kids don't have social media, but they have the ability to FaceTime their friends. They have the ability to play Roblox and FaceTime their friends at the same time so that they're looking at each other talking. And so I have seen a huge amount of that increasing. I have been FaceTiming people more often and... Um, having that communication. Also on Instagram, I have my What You're Reading, Mrs. Allen, where normally I would have just posted a picture of a book and book talk something, but I have found myself going live twice, which is new for me because I never do that. And I went live twice and I read two picture books. And I found so much fun in doing that and seeing the comments from the kids coming in um, who were actually listening and that made me happy to to do that. And I was thinking, gosh, what more can I do? What more can I do to put myself out there in this learning capacity that is different where we are connecting either through social media or um, other ways and, and giving out information in different ways that we can. Talked about um, doing your live video of reading books. Yes. What are some other recommendations you have for productive things kids can do at home right now instead of, you know, just watching TV or playing video games? Oh, I know. So every time I talk to my kids on Google Meet, I tell them how many of you are reading. And um, I think, you know me, I'm always going to promote finding a story. And I, I do know that right now um, because libraries are a little hard to get to. The bookstores like Barnes and Noble and Amazon aren't, you know, Amazon isn't delivering as quickly as we'd like it to because there's just so much going on and it's harder to get some of these materials. I think that, um, you know, kids could go on to audible.com and audible.com has a free platform right now that kids could listen to stories. I think podcasts like yours, Ben, are an 
awesome way. There's so many podcasts out there that tell stories and mysteries that people can listen to. Um, I My girls play soccer, so we've been outside playing a little bit more soccer, practicing juggling. We, we actually create challenges that we do so that they can, um, they're building their capacity for soccer in a different way. I was telling my own kids earlier that we were talking about Legos and they're like, well, we built all of our Legos. I said, yeah, but you have a huge box and you have the ability actually go on and um, you could pick all the Legos out of the box and you could create something new. And I thought maybe coming up as things start to settle down and life starts to settle down from the chaos of just moving to this lifestyle that I would probably work on helping them and incorporating them in helping me cook. And they could help me do other things around the house. I thought um, we could also start to, um, my oldest is learning California history. And so when we've been doing California history, we've actually been going online and learning in a different way that we can. But I think there's just a lot of things that kids can do. I tell my own children that if you say you're bored, being bored is a choice. And I'm still going to reiterate that because there's so much you can do. Draw pictures for people, put them in your window so that people can see something happy and positive. Um, you know, right now they have the sidewalk chalk going on where you're leaving positive notes outside. I think that's something we should conti keep continuing to do is go out and what kind of like positive mark can we leave in the world um, in some, in the time that people are finding quite scary. So I think Look around you and find what you've been curious about and what you would love to learn how to do and figure out how you can learn how to do that. I definitely agree with you. And many were saying that here our situation is so bad. But if you compare um, here in California to, for example, Italy, where we all have homes, whether the size we still all have relatively large houses, but if you go to Italy, they're pretty cramped, most people, and they don't have backyards. We have backyards, we have Legos, we have books, and we can do so much things, and I think that it would be great if we took advantage of the opportunity, because there's many who are not as fortunate as us, and who would love to have the things we oh, have Oh, completely agree with you, Ben. Yeah. And ending this interview, if you could only have one inspiration for your students or really anyone watching, what would it be? Um, I think find the positive in anything you can. Uh, I know that like here at home, we don't have the news on very often because I don't want my girls to be afraid to, you know, to have to worry. But, um, you know, they always say that phrase of this too shall pass. And it will pass. But I think what we also need to remember is that if we continue to hope and we continue to love and we continue to connect with people, that we can get through anything. Yeah, that's great advice. I really couldn't think of any better advice that, that, other than that. Um, so thank you so much, Ms. Allen, for appearing on today's You're episode. welcome, Ben. I had fun. I am now joined by Shani, a realtor for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. How are you, Sharon? I'm good. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for having me on your show. Yes, of course. So I'll start the interview um, by asking you, how have you had 
to adopt your lifestyle and career with the coronavirus crisis? Um, well, Ben, you, being a realtor, I usually work from home, so that much has not changed. But because of the recommended self-quarantine, all of my work outside of my own house has been put on hold. I haven't been able to meet with clients or go out to look at houses. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see how that can be like a problem for you. Uh, how has just the market in general been affected by the virus fears? Well, um, prior to the coronavirus coming out, there were already very few houses on the market. Um, inventory was at it the lowest it's been for at least the past decade. Um, but in the past couple of weeks, everything seems to have come to almost a stop. I um, actually just connected with a client this morning who, who was an escrow prior to this um, social distancing recommendation. And she says that they're still in escrow. They're still, things are still moving along um, because uh, paperwork, you don't really need to see anybody. Um, being in the digital age, you can still email a lot of your files. Um, but uh, the current situation makes it really difficult to meet with anyone and um, open houses are not recommended because of the <clears throat> meeting with other people. And Are there any opportunities that you're looking for um, in this altered real estate market? Well, I am always looking for opportunities. Um, I'm always looking to meet with people and make connections. I'm always making new friends. Um, you know, referrals from my past clients, uh, friends and family are really the bread and butter for all realtors. Um, they keep my business going. So um, as far as business goes, those are the the opportunities I'm looking for. I usually wait for someone to call, um, you know, Generally, all of my clients have have been from within my circle. So they've all been pretty much friends or referrals. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, in what ways have you already positively taken advantage of the um, temporary like downtime or crisis? Well, um, it's, I've really been enjoying this downtime to be honest aside from not being able to go out and and do our usual um, commitments outside of the home i've been able to spend more quality time with my husband and my children uh, we've actually had time to play board games and read together and um, not having any outside commitments has made it real easier to focus on things around the house, like cleaning and um, getting rid of clutter. Yeah, I've seen this a lot. Like, um, I go on a walk with my dog every day. And before, I would walk and maybe see someone. But yesterday, just, I went on a walk and I saw maybe four or five families. And, like, you see celebrities, they're posting how this downtime um, and even people who they're making it, taking advantage of it by spending time with their family. And I think with the quick paced world, with so many things going on, this is really a nice opportunity to just relax and like slow down. Yes, exactly. I think in that regard, it's definitely been a, 
um, a positive thing, if you will. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, what's something new you've tried since the entire country has kind of came to a stop? Well, this interview is definitely something new to me. As you can see, I um using this app and and recording with you and so I really appreciate you asking me to be on your show. Yeah, of course. I'm always looking for uh different people in different professions so I can give the audience the best, most um complete view of the entire business world, whether it's real estate or health, or food. Um, yeah, just an entire diverse view. So what are some um, recommendations you have for productive things kids can do at home right now? Um, this is having so much time and having parents close by and available. Um, it's a great opportunity always to get creative, um, you know, to bake or start a journal. Um, my husband is an illustrator, so drawing is something that we always do around the house um, or building. Um, another thing that I would highly recommend for young people to do is to think about the people who are less fortunate. Um, I recommend going through any, you know, clothes, books, or um, old toys or games that you haven't used for a while and set them aside for people who are in need. Um, with that in mind, uh, my Lion's Heart team is holding a book drive for the local schools. So you don't really have to meet with someone to pick up a, a box of books left on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Um, and your recommendation something I never even thought about because we're here and we think that we're unfortunate because we can't go to school, we can't go to Starbucks, but really there's people who are living in the streets, who are in the hospitals, who are doing far worse than we are. Um, so I think your idea is great to set aside some old things to be able to donate. So what are some inspiration you have for kids um, about real estate, the virus, anything like that? Well, um, all over, um, you know, I always say don't lose hope, um, whatever the situation. Uh, my faith is very important to me. And um, I believe that, that there is a good God who is always in control, even amidst the chaos. Um Bad things are going to happen because there is evil in the world, but the God I believe in always has a plan and he's capable of using even difficult times like these for his good purpose. And um, the economy, real estate, our health will always be in flux. It's You can't predict the market or um, what's going to happen the next day. But um, the God I believe in is constant and he never changes. So I don't know if that's what you're looking for, Ben, but um, I think when times like these are so uncertain that it's always good to have an anchor. Yeah, it's definitely great advice. Um, I think that 
in this world, everything's so, it can go, anything can happen at any time. So I think that your faith and your strong belief in a good God is very important, especially in times like these. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Sharon. And I hope that you continue to spend lots of time with your family um, and continue to take positive advantage of the situation. Thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate it. Throughout all of these examples, we can see how in tough times, industry professionals have been able to positively take advantage of the situation. Instead of spending all day watching TV, they've been able to get great many productive things done, and they have the opportunity to come out of this crisis feeling good about what they've accomplished. There are so many fun and exciting activities to complete while remaining at home, and the hardest part is just picking one up. Special thanks to middle school educator Courtney Allen and Berkshire Hathaway realtor Sharon Lee for all their great experience and inspiration. And with that being said, see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Kid CEO is ready for you to listen every Sunday at 7 a.m. with a new and exciting idea. To stay up to date with all things Kid CEO, subscribe and follow our Instagram page at Kid CEO Podcast. This is Benjamin Wong signing off. Have a productive and innovative week.